It's Thursday, you know what that means. Welcome to the show, you are listening to Max Wrestling episode 308. This is your captain speaking along with King Mo II, Moses Marquez, who I'm happy to say that despite things not going your way last week, you do have some big plans for the future here on Max. Uh, promo season is mere months away, um, so I guess that means your crown is going to be on the line too, unless you're willing to give it up like Mike did last year. Oh no, 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 you got to pry this thing from my you're cold defending dead the crown. fingers. Cold dead fingers. <laughs> um, and as Travis begins his extended paternity leave, because I'm a nice boss, and <laughs> Mike uh, currently has some things to take care of, so we, he, he is temporarily inactive. We are also joined by some shocking behavior last week. Look who's back. He made his epic return last week. He is the RWT Kingpin Master, Amir Blackbane Castello. How the hell are you? First off, I just want to say, there is only enough room on this show for one king. So King Moe's going to have to sit his ass down, okay? Well, I am sitting down. That's how this desk works, bub. Interestingly enough, the last time we saw you was with Moses. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that whole thing. Oh, yeah, you know, So I, speaking of that, um, Max 300. Yes. Uh, the little shout-out I sent in where I specifically mentioned that going against Moses Marquez and losing shall ruin your whole life. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) I think I was having a psychotic break when I sent that. (laughs) It was 2020, uh, we all were. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Moses Marquez is is cutting the best promos um, right now, bar none, super entertaining. Um, And... He whooped, he whooped on me, and he's whooped on a lot of people since. So very proud of King Mo II. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yeah, I've been uh, getting some comments since Amir's been AWOL. Uh, he kind of become your biggest fan. Well, I mean, his <laughs> son is actually your biggest fan. He's got the only Moses Marquez t-shirt in the world. That's right. <laughs> and I will not go the routes of copyright infringement. No, that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, I loved, um, I really loved that because it's kind of funny, man, with these, obviously these little, these little gimmicks that I do, I write, I write the script myself. I'm the only person who who writes a, uh, who writes a jab in on myself. My son wears a a King Mo shirt and announces that King Mo is the only king he serves. (laughs) (laughs) I saw that and I was like, oh, oh, well. All I can say is, at, at Promo Mania 15, I think we need a tag match with Rafe and Karis McDonald. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it. Good old Demon R. All right, well, um, before we start the show, normally we start the show by recapping the smack, but there was also a pay-per-view this weekend, so it's kind of pointless. So let's recap the Rumble instead. Uh, first off, absolutely no problem with Edge winning the Rumble. Um, it was out of left field, but I'll take it. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate the comeback story, and nobody can say he's not putting the work in. Uh, I find it funny looking at the results, though, because we got Edge enter number one. Uh, lasted one hour and 32 seconds. 
Randy Orton entered number two, lasted one hour and 32 seconds. Did he fuck? He lasted about five minutes. <laughs> I was like, that dude was, was in the back there, 30 plus. Come on now. <laughs> Do you uh, see that little breakdown they had of, um, <clears throat> this, I don't know if, first off, I never know if something's appearing in Max or RWT because in a lot of ways on my timeline, these groups seem to be very blended. Um, <laughs> But somebody posted a breakdown of the, you know, the age of all the wrestlers. You're correct. It wasn't both groups. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, it's so funny because you don't really realize, okay, when you become an adult and everybody else is an adult, if they just kind of look round about your age, you just go, oh, yeah, that guy's probably, you know, 30 or late 20s or something like that. And then you start seeing all these people in their 40s, and I'm like... I didn't even realize most of these people were that much older than me. Yeah, so uh, Otis and Dominic were the only ones that were under 30, I think. That's right. With Otis being 29. That's crazy. Love Um, it. Nobody eliminated more than four people either. I think Big E and Damian Priest both got four eliminations um so nobody really stood out in the men's i mean for me the women outshone the men again which i think they've done every year since we've had a women's rumble there's a few more surprises um rhea ripley stood out again she got seven eliminations uh and unfortunately got eliminated last even though she was my pick um when it came down to like the final Four or five, though. I was just like, anybody but Charlotte. <laughs> I don't care who wins, just not Charlotte. Anybody but you, bitch. Um, so, obviously, we've seen some controversy with Bianca Belair. Not necessarily winning, but avoiding elimination. Because there was a f- uh, picture going around of her feet on the floor, but then thank you to Kingpin here, sharing a video of her feet actually dangling one at a time. So, shut up, people. Yeah, I, that also reminds me, it takes me back to that clip. I was just, actually, of course, it came up because of um, Royal Rumble, of uh, The Rock walking through the back, and he runs into the big show, and he goes, hey, man, remember in the Royal Rumble where we went over and and my feet touched, and, and uh, you actually won? I mean, a big show goes like, yeah, you, you were eliminated. I actually won that one. And the Rock goes, that, the funny thing is, I agree, you should have won. Uh, but actually, I ended up winning. And in fact, I have on good uh, knowledge that the the person who won the Rumble that year, being me, I, that's why I was specifically chosen for the role of the Scorpion King. I mean, wow, it could have been you. You could have been the one that was uber famous. <laughs> and then Big Show, who's holding a laptop, just smashes it in half as he cries. <laughs> Uh, no, we've seen the Big Show show. He couldn't have been famous. <laughs> I went all of what six, eight episodes. Yeah, I like how they plugged it mid-season because the ratings were terrible. Got to help melt. Uh, I will say that me and my, me and my wife and kids loved that show. But also, I'm obviously I'm super corny. Um, <laughs> yes, I think the thing that was crazy about that show is there's an episode where, you know, Mark Henry and 
some other wrestlers were like on the show, and I can't think of who it was. But one of the Foley. people that was there, yeah, okay, Mark Henry McFoley. There's one other guy. Who's the other guy? <clears throat> because my, my guess would be Nathan Jones. He pops up in everything. <laughs> it's the it's the other guy who was, you know, uh, you know another WWE superstar, perhaps from the past. They brought him on that show. He literally said nothing. He just stood there the whole time and smiled. <laughs> <laughs> said nothing. I was like, why did you even bring him? Oh, Lord. That was probably Sean Spears. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but Sean Spears, I, every time I think about him, I think, like, or any wrestler that was in WWE, and everybody thought, this person's not being properly utilized because they're here. And then they went to AEW, and guess what? Still nothing popping. Rikishi. So, uh, yeah, was that? Yeah, oh, Rikishi. Rikishi was in it. Okay. All right, Rikishi had literally no lines. But <laughs> I, I'm, I know it doesn't. He got paid, so it doesn't matter. But right, make your money. If you're um, if you're Sean Spears, <clears throat> at some point, or if you're the people who spend their entire lives talking about how trash WWE is and how Vince doesn't... But obviously, there's a lot of truth to that, but still, for all his talent, if he couldn't get over in either company at some point, you maybe have to look at him and try to figure out what's happened there, you know? So, uh, so Rumble kicked off with the WWE Championship between Drew McIntyre and Goldberg. Now, everybody was nervous about this match going into it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So just imagine me... When McIntyre hits a spear and then the stream dies and I cannot find another signal because I couldn't get the WWE Network to load. The, the app just kept crashing. I couldn't find a stream and then it finally comes up after like 10 minutes and I'm panicking uh, to see McIntyre still with the title. So huge wave of relief, yeah, especially given that I couldn't see what the hell was going on. Um... But the, the official match time was 2 minutes 32, even though they beat the shit out of each other before the match. Oh, wow, yeah. how, lo- how long was, the, how long was the, the fight before the match? It must have been about 5 minutes, because, I, yeah, I couldn't get a stream for like 10 minutes, and then the match itself was t- just over 2 minutes. I am... Um, <laughs> yeah, he never really has been able to, but um, I will say this about... Goldberg. I, I don't care about his spear anymore. I don't care about the jackhammer. But I will sit down and watch his entrance any day. I don't <laughs> care. But you bring him back, just have him do his entrance, and then once he gets to the ring, just send him right back to the back. Eat a finisher and see you later. All right, bye. See, that that wouldn't be so bad. It's when he comes in and just squashes people for no reason. Well, yeah. Thing now is, I mean, I think we're pretty certain that Edge isn't going to challenge McIntyre. He's going after Roman Reigns, which Drew Drew McIntyre, Dave Meltzer called like Monday, and I called it immediately after the Rumble, so I beat Uncle Dave to that one. Hey. Um, So the question is, who the hell's Drew going to be facing at Mania? Because I'm guessing we're going to be getting Drew and Sheamus at Fastlane. Oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say Sheamus, but yeah, it looks like it's coming sooner rather than later. That turn uh, was just so underwhelming. <laughs> so we all knew it was coming, then it happened for no reason. Yep. Uh, oh, God. Edge, 
the last time that Edge, or I'm I'm guessing here, I'm not a knowledge champion. Okay, people, we know that <laughs> from my history. But, um, <laughs> the last time that Edge won the Rumble, my guess is before uh, WrestleMania 26, and the reason why I'm saying that is because I think I remember him winning the Rumble, and at WrestleMania 26, which was the first WrestleMania I went to in Arizona. I'm pretty sure he faced Chris Jericho for the belt. And the reason why that stands out to me is because it's like he came back, he won the Rumble, he went on to fight Jericho at WrestleMania and lost. And at the time, I just didn't understand. Like, why did you let him win the Rumble? By the way, I was just as pissed off. I was more pissed off when when Shinsuke Nakamura, Mm -hmm. who was my absolute, just loved that man. So... Super gay for Shinsuke, and uh, <laughs> he wins the Royal Rumble. And I, I knew then, like the moment he won the Rumble, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to New Orleans." And I did. I walked right into New Orleans. I sat in my seat and I watched Nakamura not win the WWE Championship. So I don't know. I, when I think about Edge, you know, a great moment for him winning the Rumble. But what's it all going to be for? You know. Yeah, they they do it every couple of years to kind of throw people off because people become accustomed to the fact that you win the Rumble, you're going to win a title at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, that's the point. Yeah. Um, So, like, Triple H retained in 2000. Uh, that was the first occurrence I came across where there wasn't the Royal Rumble winner didn't win the title. Bastards. I mean, since they started making that stipulation anyway. After Yokozuna. Mm. In the vein of that, it's also bizarre now when somebody uh, gets the money in the bank briefcase and then Ooh. either loses it to somebody in some match so they never even got a chance to wrestle for the belt or they cash in unsuccessfully because for a while, if you got that case, you got to be champion. And then all of a sudden when people did not get to be champion, it was like, well, wait a minute. What's the point? Well, yeah, of the when gimmick? you're when you're a geek like Damian Sandow, like, oh, I'm just gonna challenge you to a match, like, you fucking. Dork. Oh man, that cashing pissed me off so much because he beat the crap out of Cena and then cashed in and then lost. Yep. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, but we forgive him because that stunt double gimmick was, oh man, <laughs> great. You'd be hard pressed to find something better than that, you know. Yes. However, I can't. I can't be. Uh, be so forgiving for just ruining Otis. He should have been the next world champ. <laughs> Fuckers. I, I just couldn't picture him as world champion. Oh, come on. <laughs> I've stood right next to Otis. Um, I've sat ringside back in Arizona, but this was for the Royal Rumble. Um, but if this wasn't at the Rumble, though. This is at a, a smaller NXT show. So it was really easy to get to the front. And I saw Otis just right there live in front of me. And I will tell you that he does not look like a world champion (laughs) to me. (laughs) I think I was like pretty much eye level with his ball sack. And I was just like, these these don't look like world champion balls to me. Come on now. (laughs) Uh, It's just a great story, though. They ruined him, though. They ruined him. I mean, could have been the fat guy that got the girl and then got the title, but no. Well, no. I mean, they even ruined not getting the girl. 
Yeah, that fucking hell. They just ruined her, period. Yeah. And now she's one half of the Gucci girls. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck that is. Well, literally every time you see them, they're both in Gucci. Is that, that that's, that's, why, that's literally why I call them the Gucci girls. Um, nice. Last man standing match had a couple of botches. Oh, yeah. You Namely, the referee stopping to count. Oh, my Lord. These fucking geeks are learning from Nick Patrick, I swear to God. Oh. Dude, I'm screaming this. Uh, we did the Zoom call. I kept trying to invite as many people as I could. Apparently, the feed was crazy laggy, so I, I, I'm going to yell at Zoom for that. How dare you? It was very laggy. I'm going to have to figure out how to fix it. Anyway, the point was is they're, like, doing this, and they're counting. This, first, this ref's counting, and he's going to get to, like, 10, and then they kill him. And I'm like, okay, that's a perfect move. I'm like, well, obviously, you know, they have to, like, save their ass. He can't get out. And then here comes this other geek and just immediately starts counting, gets to, like, six, and then just stops. And I'm like, you know what? Why the fuck did you even come out here? Like, what the fuck are you doing out here? If you're not going to do your job, go to the back and shut the hell up. Honestly, Shane McMahon was the king of stopping the counts. Oh, shit, my arm. <laughs> well, he's, he was an asshole, so. Yeah. These referees are just meant to do their goddamn job. I always love the matches where the finish is not ever going to be a pinfall, like, you know, last man standing. Yeah. But the uh, the wrestlers, they have something that's called muscle memory. And so <laughs> every so often, they'll knock a guy down and go for a cover. And the announcer, especially JR, when he was announcer, he, he would immediately jump on that. Be like, no, this guy's figured out. You can't go for a cover here, King. <laughs> just, just plows him down. <laughs> it's great when the referee goes to get in position to count two and then realize, oh, wait a minute. It's not, he can't win by yeah. pin. Can you imagine Vince McMahon going off in the earpiece? God damn it. <laughs> You're all fired. <laughs> then I hire you back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, I obviously, I couldn't um, participate in a Zoom call because I had to keep an eye on the results and the drinking rules. And Mike Jolly, by the way, was so into the drinking game. <laughs> hey, trust me. We, so we, we, a bunch of us were over here as well. At least I was. <laughs> My wife enjoyed the Bad Bunny show, and then she's like, "Are there?" She's like, "What are you doing? Why are you keep getting beers?" I'm like, "There's a drinking game. There's drinking rules." Yeah. She's like, "Don't you have to work tomorrow?" And I'm like, "It's light beer. Whatever." Uh, the women tried to kill me too because it was like, "Okay, I'll take uh, a shot for NXT." Shotzi Blackheart comes out. Okay, I'll have a little bit of a rest now. Like, literally, Shayna comes out, and then the next. Uh, entrant Tony Storm. Jeez. I, like, oh, I know. And then there's a free agent, Jillian Hall. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh crap. Oh no. I'm going to run so, out of stuff. I got to be honest. I did slow down a little bit because I thought if I continue with the women's, I'm not going to make it to the men's. You don't feel <laughs> don't feel bad to to make up for the whole thing. I uh, I like shotgun to beer. I was like, I am not taking shots for this. I've got to work. So I'm like, all right, let's let's rack this up. I had like a notepad. Where's my notepad? There's my notepad. And I just wrote stuff written down. I was like, all right, when you're done, you need a shotgun of beer. I'm like, all right, here we go. 
<laughs> I was standing in the kitchen. My wife's just like, uh, I'm like, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, uh, Team Will, you brought up next year. You brought up Bad Bunny. I, th- I think it's, <sighs> I have a couple of thoughts about Bad Bunny. First Please off, do. yeah, my first and overwhelming thought about Bad Bunny goes like this What the fuck? <laughs> Um, you have a song that's called you have a song that's called Booker T also those are the only English words in the song (laughs) and uh, G.I. Bro stands out there with his arms folded looking intimidating in an empty arena in an empty arena he just stands there and looks intimidating the whole time as Bad Bunny kind of dances listen listen Bad Bunny if you can hear me I don't mind the fact that the song is in Spanish uh, and I don't even mind that you moved around a lot. But if you're out there with GI bro, kayfabe or not, how about you stay in front of him? Because the thing where you you stand behind him and you're singing, now this just got a little weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> Half the lyrics were pyro, too. Right? <laughs> it was, I don't know. The whole thing was really weird. I um... <laughs> It was so weird. <laughs> Again, my wife. That was the only real reason she wanted to watch the show. She could give a shit about anything else. And I was like, so who's this fucking geek again? And she's like, oh, he's got that song, did it? I'm like, oh, God, fuck if I know. That, that, I was like, I listen to the same shit on repeat. That that was my thing. I don't have a problem with what language he's singing in. Hell, I listen to El Nino in Spanish and freak out. I listen to Ailstorm where they replace the lyrics with dogs barking. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's like the greatest album ever. Um, my problem was WWE treating him like this huge megastar, like the entire world knows who he is, and all of a sudden people suddenly know who he is. Like you've never mentioned him before. Right. And then That's even the Ryan Satin went on and like he's one of the biggest musical acts in the world right now. So I pull up Apple Music and I'm searching on the most popular tracks, and there's no sign of him. Mm. And I don't even That's know half of these people, money. let alone Bad Money. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> I didn't know who he was like at all when he when I saw him I saw a clip I didn't when he came walking out I was like this guy could hop past me 8 million times a day <laughs> I'd never know who he was I'd have no idea <laughs> but if you're Booker weirdo. T let's just assume Booker T doesn't speak Spanish yeah the, prob- the, problem sure when you, <laughs> the problem when you don't speak the language is you have no way to keep time do you understand what I'm saying? Like, okay, if you speak the language, you go, okay, I've heard this song before. This is the beginning, but also I know when the end's coming. But when you don't speak the language, he's like, fuck, I've had my arms crossed for three days. Is it ever going to end? He's like, why are they moving the set? Why is he still talking? Yeah. I mean, at least with Kevin Federline all those years ago, they literally just said, oh, he's married to Britney Spears. Okay. Not this guy. No, he's one of the biggest musical acts in the world right now. Nobody knows who he is. Okay, but like, but I guess, but that gig got beat up though. Like, so that was like the like the upside. He got beat up. So That's I because guess, like, he was, was way yeah. out of his league with Britney Spears. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking telling me, bud. John Cena had the greatest line ever. If K Fed wasn't a line, uh, if K Fed wasn't around, I'd be spearing Britney. There I am. Oh. <laughs> nice. But I digress. And uh, there's rumors now Bad Bunny will actually get a match at WrestleMania. 
because he seems Please to be feuding no. with the Miz. Well, what if he wins a freaking Money in the Bank? Wait, I want to say, I want to say something. Um, I have, I have love and respect for this next gentleman that I'm going to bring up, but we're not going to sit here and act like Bad Bunny's crossbody wasn't way better than whatever the hell Snoop Dogg did off the top rope. I was going to mention that as well because people compared the two. I was like, yeah, but at least people heard of Snoop Dogg. Yeah, <laughs> I see. And Snoop is old, homie. Like, are you really gonna like make fun of a dude in his fifties? It's not. It's not that. It's the part where I had Woody's words stuck in my head when I was watching Snoop. That's not flying. That's falling in style. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking Bad Bunny's paw slipped, and they fucking they, they're lucky they caught him. He would have died. Yeah. Oh. I tune. I think the the best. I think the, honestly, the most um, the the non wrestler that I enjoyed seeing the most was Floyd Money Mayweather. I, I think yeah. that whole program with him and Big Show, start to finish, was phenomenal. But, I mean, I know he's a world class boxer and everything, but come on, Big Show could have squashed him. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> and he still had to use a loaded glove to beat him. Yeah, that kind of <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Uh, I think we get it. He's, he's in a little weight class, dude, but come on. Twice the size of him in both ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think of a favorite celebrity act. I mean, the one that didn't really disappoint was Stephen Amell because he put the work in. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, Seth Green looked tiny next to Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And... True. <laughs> what about David Arquette? I know he's put a lot of work into it. Well, he's put a lot of work in afterwards. I mean, the whole WCW thing was obviously a publicity stunt, but man, he's damn near killed himself on the indies. Yeah. Yeah, it's because he talks a lot of shit. <laughs> oh, what? Literally any hardcore implement? Yep, yes, use it. It's oh yeah. It's the scene out of the wrestle with Mickey Rourke. Like staples, yeah, sure. Do they hurt? Yeah, they kind of hurt coming out. Okay. Oh god, that part killed me. <laughs> and that and that's the match. I gave him a heart attack. Yeah, I wonder fucking why. <laughs> well, I mean, he was against Necro Butcher too. Oh my god. <laughs> I was right. I was like the first few times I've always seen him. It was like, you look really familiar. Yes. Like you're like the one dude that like besides like some of these old fuckers. I like like looks really fucking familiar, and like I never knew. And then like one day I looked at him. I was like, oh, I know you. Oh, I was like, oh, well, you you fucked up. Whatever. I don't know why you. Uh, I just think that the move that movie is so so awesome, but it's just like hilarious because like one minute he's like wrestling like these young dudes that are like trying to help put him over and then he just goes in there with this fucking dude who's like yeah we're gonna do this and yeah let's go to cc that's a good idea oh yeah what did he bring up the fork he's all right do you have a problem with me using a fork i'm like a what (laughs) a fork (laughs) i love necro's wikipedia description because it says he's known for his willingness to participate in a dangerous mix of death mile wrestling styles oh yeah that willingness (laughs) but that's what that is Basically, he's crazy. No, I didn't say that. Okay, fine, I said that. 
Um, I don't know why it was surprising to me, but I was kind of surprised. Um, not only was Damian, well, Damian Priest was like the only NXT entrant in Royal Rumble, but that was basically his call up, and now he's on Raw. Yeah, good for him. Uh, please don't screw him up. To, uh, well, I was gonna say, well, he's big. He, he's a he big sounds guy. Sounds really cool. But I mean, so was Alistair Black. Ah. <sighs> I love Aleister Black, man. When he, when I first saw him, first off, because it took me so long to like catch up with the idea that there was indies. I've there's many people like I I learned Kevin Owens before Kevin Steen. I learned Aleister Black before Tommy End, and um, Chris Hero. I love yeah. Chris Hero. Cassius Ono can go fuck himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure Chris Hero will agree. Yeah, man. <laughs> Alistair Black, I think he was... Um, he's one of those people that... He was great, you know, no matter where he... Indies or in WWE, he was great. And you know, obviously, I think there's been a bit of controversy over what's happened with his wife. But that boy can go. I've, I've seen him on TV. I've... I've seen him a bunch of times, you know, live, and he is, he is legit, man. I love watching that guy do his thing. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of surprises, too. It was very nice to see Christian get back in the ring. Um, oh, I was cause... like, what are you doing, you old fuck? I mean, just like Edge, we thought he was never going to wrestle again. Uh, but he was oh, yeah, in there but... for almost 20 minutes. I mean, he was in there. Do... He... Everybody tried to work with him. He was in there just... He looked really good. Looked like he never got hurt. Yeah. I don't um, like the fact that he was there because I, f- I feel like um, I I like Christian, but I feel like WWE always brings Christian around to be a part of Edge's moment, mm-hmm. and I and I don't like it for Christian. Like it it would because you know for their careers, if you look at their careers. You know, after they split up as a tag team, obviously Christian is the Janetti, and I hate uh-huh. the the part where he's always brought back in to be Edge's biggest cheerleader. Like, stop disrespecting this man. Like, he's he's great in his own right. So, I mean, I, okay, Edge wins, wins the Rumble, and then Christian's there and hugs him, and that's in a lot of ways that's a good moment. But it's also like, how many more things does Edge need to accomplish while Christian stands in his shadow? Come on, man, you know. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Christian's always been an Edge's shadow. Yeah. Uh, apart from the one time he broke out as a creepy little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but that was great because he was working with Stone Cold, who apparently is, like, one of his closest friends. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see that coming. Also, Christian is kind of responsible for the what chant. What? Exactly. Please explain. <laughs> so, <laughs> so because Christian oh, and, and Stone Cold were such good friends, and um, Steve's, you know, getting a little older, uh, his hearing wasn't great, and whenever he would call Christian, everything, oh, he, everything Christian would say, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then another surprise was spoiled literally right before the events um, when a picture was taken of Carlito outside the arena. So thank yeah. you very much for that. I would have I popped so much more if I hadn't known he was coming. 
Oh, we didn't know shit in the Zoom call. We popped, we popped like a bunch of goddamn marks. I mean, dude, it, it was huge. Yeah, it was. I, I popped with physique, that's for sure. Fucking hell. <laughs> Are you guys shocked? Okay, like Carlito, when I think about his run in WWE, uh, no disrespect to him, I love Carlito, but his run wasn't exactly historic, okay? Mm-hmm. So no. the fact that every few years they bring Carlito back, I'm always confused by this. I Because I, I don't understand the significance. He comes back and... It's like, oh, Carlito, that's that's cool, you know. Pardon the pun, <laughs> but but then he comes back again. But why? He doesn't he doesn't strike me as a WWE like you know one of the all time greats or somebody that's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. What, why do they always go back to the Carlito? Well, I think it's kind of because people always thought that he was underrated. Like he had this great start to his WWE career working with John Cena and Attic great rivalry like Cena was stabbed in a club by Carlito's bodyguard Jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then after that he was just US title mid card yeah cause Vince got bored but I mean he's also got he's, the family connection he's too. very good in the ring like that's my biggest reason why I wanted him back like he's very very good in the ring he's, uh, he's, a, he's a great hand and he can work really well with younger talent he says what he was doing on the indie scene so I, I mean, I always liked him. I was, well, I always hated him because he was a, he was a really good bad guy, which made him, you know, wanting to, you know, I wanted to watch him more. Yeah, I, I loved his Hall of Fame speech when it got cut short, and he just said, "It's like I never left." <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe he could have some sort of um, resurgence because when you look at what MVP has done. Wait, listen, when you saw MVP during his run, it was, you know, much like Carlito, it was, oh, this was nice. But when he left, it wasn't like he cried about it. And I think I remember one year he came back for the Rumble. He got a pretty big pop. But still, it was good to see him. But you you weren't exactly clamoring for him to stay. But something happened, you know, when he finally did stay that it's – this what's happening with him now is much it's much more memorable than anything that ever happened before and i'm wondering if carlito came back and stayed couldn't he do something much more significant than he did the first time i would think so i mean he's he from what i read he had a two-week trial as a producer when he came back and they were already impressed and offering him a contract and exactly right with mvp this time last year when he returned i was like okay you're getting one last one song and then it was like, next night on Raw, he's going to have his last match against Rey Mysterio. Okay, that's cool. And then he kept coming back. And then he kept coming back. And I'm like, I thought this guy was retired like twice now. Nope. And that's just this year. Like, nope, he's still he's still sticking around. And But, I mean, her business has just grown and grown and grown. So I would, I would love to see Carlito do something much more relevant. Uh, a la MVP. That would be, mm-hmm. pun intended, cool. <laughs> something that wasn't very cool <clears throat> um, if we discount Randy Orton for a second the second longest lasting person in the men's rumble was Matt Riddle and he, yeah. he lasted 31 minutes and he gets eliminated by the one guy who swore he'd never work with Matt Riddle Seth Rollins what a fucker <laughs> like I don't know whose idea that was but it's brilliant <laughs> it's not, I don't 
I, I was furious when that happened. I was screaming and yelling at the, at the screen. I'm like, don't you have a kid to take care of, you son of a bitch? <laughs> oh, man. Becky swerved us all, too. Hey, I thought she was ready to go. My wife was Ooh. like, I think she could start training. And then she even thought the bells would come back. Uh, I'm so glad they didn't. But Becky literally posted a photo of Gorilla position backstage. Oh, shit. I didn't see that. She Yeah, she put it on her. I think she tweeted it and her Instagram. Yeah. And um, and then WWE retweeted it. I'm like, does this mean what we think it means? And then of course she didn't. No, she didn't show up. She's just backstage for Seth. Of course she is. You son of a bitch. I I um I wasn't swerved. Well, maybe I was swerved. Maybe I did think she was gonna come back. But also, okay, here's what I'm gonna say. I got it. I was swerved, but I was suspicious the entire time I was being swerved because I thought to myself. <laughs> This isn't how surprises work. You're yeah. literally saying every step of the way you're here. So don't know why you would do that. And she changed her um, her banner on Twitter to say, like, it was like a picture of her. It says, I'm back or something like that. And I was just like, why are you, why are you doing this? But I, I never got to the part where she wasn't going to show up. I just thought, oh, she's back, but she's being dumb about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like uh, Ronda Rousey saying, oh, yeah, I'm in a completely different country shooting a movie. <laughs> Keep it kayfabe, brother. Crazy, I've like um, Ronda Rousey played it the most kayfabe out of so many people. No, I'm not even it in the country. Crazy, yeah. She she claims to she basically shits on wrestling, but she loves wrestling so much, like like childlike giddiness for wrestling, right? Um, She's just a damn good heel. You gotta love her, you know what I mean? Yep. And I'm sorry, Loki, I do kind of miss her. I miss yeah. her high key, bro. Way high, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fair enough. Um, and also a bad night for Matt Riddle on Raw 2 the next night as he just got mollywhopped by Lashley. Of course, because they don't know what do with him. Nope. Fucking geeks. I think he, he was like three hurt. He looks like a legit action star. When you look at Matt Riddle uh, in the Royal Rumble, but also any match he wrestles, he gets his hair looks so greasy and so <laughs> sweaty. Like by the time he by the time he's done wrestling, you know, like those old school movies, like like uh, recently. Not long ago, I watched Bloodsport for the first time ever because I, oh, wow. I listened to the yeah the New Day podcast and they they went through this whole. By the way, love that podcast, but they Bloodsport. They were like, you got to go watch it. So I was watching Bloodsport and John Claude, you know, just pouring with sweat, fighting for his life. That's Matt Riddle every time he has a match. <laughs> You're like, is this kid gonna make it? He's literally given every ounce in his body. You know what I mean, it's great. Speaking of great, like how. How hard did you guys pop? Well, at least I know I was going absolutely bananas for the like best 60 seconds of wrestling between him and Daniel Bryan I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Yeah, they were both eliminated by Seth Rollins. Uh, he's a fucker. Why did everybody... I felt like it was a blast from the past. Remember that year on the Rumble where everybody just knew Daniel Bryan was going to win and then Roman Reigns showed up? Or, or um, There was another year, too, where, they, where everybody thought... Brian for sure would, would at least be in the Rumble, and then Rey Mysterio came out. Yes. Why this year was everybody thinking Daniel Bryan was going to win? 
they they did kind of tease it, mm-hmm. like it's the last thing on his bucket list. Mm-hmm. And he's only got like a year or two left before he retires again, I think. Yeah. Also, he would have made a great opponent for Roman Reigns. So, um, yeah, he he was definitely my pick. But yeah, I, man, that year, poor Rey Mysterio got so much heat. He didn't even do anything. <laughs> it's just that he wasn't Daniel Bryan. <laughs> exactly. By the way, I, I remember I, yelling at him too. <laughs> I love. I've always loved Daniel Bryan, um, and in particular, I got a special place for him in my heart because the, the man is so damn selfless, and the way that he put Co- put Kofi Kingston over. Um, at WrestleMania, I mean the their their whole program. He was, you know, he was obviously happy to do it, and um, it was a huge, huge moment. And I don't looking at it, he was the perfect, you know, dance partner for Kofi Kingston because he found a way to be super engaged, but simultaneously he kept himself out of the way. So it was about Kofi every bit of the time, and I, that's that is an art that is difficult for almost anybody to master, but Daniel Bryan is, you know, world-class, man. Yeah, I like to think Daniel Bryan had a lot of input on how that story went. Now, the other thing uh, from the Rumble on... Well, first of all, I was disappointed as fuck that The Fiend didn't turn up because it made no sense. I'm not here, fuck him. Storyline-wise, though, Randy Orton just dropped a lecture on Raw, so you expect The Fiend to come for revenge at the Rumble, and he, he, he did nothing. Also, Randy Orton's burns cleared up incredibly quickly. I was just going to say, I was like, I want to know where he got this industrial strength neosporin, because I'm going to need that. In, like, cause... six days, he went from Freddy Krueger to Channing Tatum. Like, right? I'm like, not even, like, <laughs> peeling skin, like, you, the, the complexion on this man. Amazing. <laughs> Burn victims everywhere were offended. I mean, he couldn't at least wear like the lucha mask out. K- Kane was pissed. Kane wore his yeah. mask for so many years. By the Fucker. way, WWE, how about some continuity? Randy Orton gets scorched beyond the face of the earth, and he's fine the next week. Rey Mysterio still hasn't got his eye back. <laughs> no. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't think Alistair Black has he. Well, I don't know. The guy's been gone. Yeah, well, yeah. We we can't we can't tell. Um, so the Vince next... doesn't like OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm sure he does, so long as you give him a cut. Oh well, yeah. Well, no, it's too big of a cut. <laughs> Probably makes way more money on that thing than she ever would in WWE. <laughs> um. So the next night on Raw, we get I guess one last match between Edge and Randy Orton. Um, and Alexa Bliss shows up at the end of the match, and this time she's kind of spewing some black blood, I guess, from her mouth. Nah. I mean, I, Do I, me for a fucking loop. I, I did like the fact that she was carrying this rivalry, but now she's like, okay, I want to see The Fiend now. It's, it's been weeks. Yeah, I hear this guy's getting, like, a new mask or something, and they keep seeing, like, a, a picture of a new mask, but I swear to God, it's like a photoshopped image. Like the only thing I can think of is they're trying to stretch it out and drag it out to WrestleMania, but that's like, dude, you can't drag weeks. it out for another month. Six yeah, weeks. you can't. No, you can't do that. 
it's also the part where, and of course, this is just me talking dirt sheets, but I saw a story posted in one of the groups that the fiend was backstage at the Rumble and getting scanned for the next um, WWE 2K game. And the reason why I hate that is because I hate (laughs) that they, you know how many times they've done this where they, the the new game comes out and it's the old version of some guy. Like it's like they just, I remember when I met John Morrison, um, the game that came out that year, he was still Johnny Nitro. And I said to him, I said, dude, I said, dude, what, what the fuck are you fucking John, Johnny Nitro on the game? You've been John Morrison for so long. He's like, yeah, man, we don't have any control of that. They just do what they do, blah, blah, blah. Your daughter's beautiful. And I was like, all right, motherfucker, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, 2014, The Shield broke up in, was it July? And then the game came, came out in October, and it was still The Shield. Oh, yeah, and you couldn't really break them apart. Yeah, and they do it... Almost every year, they bring the game out, and then somebody, well, like half the roster, will change their music and their appearance. Mm-hmm. You fuckers. Yeah. My whole thing that kills me is the shit's made by 2K now, and, like, as a guy that buys NBA 2K almost every year, all the updates I have to fucking go through to keep guys' stats and shit in line, you can't fucking do that for your dumbass game, keep the music right, keep entrances look good. I'm paying you sixty fucking dollars. Come on, they, make it worth my while. Like, right, because they they basically they take a game that's about twelve percent finished, and they sell mm-hmm. it to you, and then every <laughs> few months they give you five more percent of the game. And by the, by the time you're by the time you get the whole game, it's too late. It's time for the next year's game to come out. I was just gonna say, I was like, the actual year's game come or is already out like a month later, yep. and it's still backwards. Oh, they have Homeboy's new music. And then three weeks later, why did you change it? It wasn't so bad when they changed the music like five years ago because um, the old generation still had the input of adding your own music to it. Yeah, and no, 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 now we can't have good things. (laughs) Now we've got these more advanced consoles which don't feature MP3 input, so how the hell are they more advanced? Remember, um, you guys guys remember... uh... I think the guy's name is Joe Johnson, right? That's the guy who used to make all oh, the different Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Jim, Jim. Okay. One of my favorite things, there was some like little behind the scenes thing off of one of those WWE the music things and um it was Stone Cold. This is one of the funniest <laughs> things he ever said, but this motherfucker was like he was like, Yeah, I remember meeting Jim Johnson. I remember the first time he played, you know, the Stone Cold track for me. You know, it was like, and I looked at that. That's myself. What a fucking moron! Anybody could have done that. Anybody could have came up with dun dun dun. Don't call your shit. No. I think they put that in a skit too for originals. Um, and then Austin was like trying to get him to drink a beer, and he wouldn't drink a beer, so he smashed a guitar over his head. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there. I still got my WWF, um, it was like called Aggression. Um, Essentially, remember when Run DMC did the DX and and, uh, Stone Cold, I mean, um, Snoop Dogg did Stone Cold Song, and there was all these rappers that basically did all the 
the wrestler entrances. It was it was good, yeah. really good stuff. The the Kane and Undertaker track from that CD, both phenomenal. I, they should have really pumped that out more, bro. It's, to this day, that stuff is good. Man, I I love the uh, the aggression version of the DX theme. Yeah, that was that was really good. It was like one lyric for the whole song, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, the king of pop food can be my hobby design. It's up on zip, it's up on suckers, suckers, up on the die. I'm like, I don't know what these fools are saying, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> but it sounds cool. Yeah. And the thing is, Road Dog used it the most. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely the kind of stuff Road Dog listens to. What is the deal with Road Dog? Is Road Dog, was he, is he part black or something? Because the way he, you know, shucking and jiving. Just, I, never... I think he's from like Alabama. Uh, oh, okay. I think he's from Is he from Tennessee? I yeah, I think so. I don't know. See if Mike was here, Mike would know. Yeah, he would. <laughs> that also reminds me of um when DX when DX dressed up as the nation and X Pac was uh was in blackface <laughs> and he named himself Ms. Ark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, with the bodysuit. Yeah. <laughs> and just before we move on, we are now joined on this post rumble edition by the new promo champion and still knowledge champion and new co predictions champion with Mike and Moses, the Phoenix. How's everybody doing? You just had to come back this week to celebrate um oh, yes. being the third Triple Crown champion and mm-hmm. only the second person to hold both the knowledge and promo titles at the same time. Oh, yeah. But the first person to you... hold three titles at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix you three belts. Phoenix three belts. That's insane. I'm not even sure if I've held one belt at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so you were the first promo champion. Oh my god, I got knocked on the head so hard by Moses Marquez, I think I forgot that. <laughs> I, um, I'm sure Daz mentioned something of this being a possibility last week, but I, to be honest, I didn't think it would actually happen. <clears throat> you know, maybe coming to Phoenix Free Bell. <laughs> I mean, we've <laughs> seen some shocking promo results before. Uh, underdogs do sometimes win. This is a life lesson, people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Very, very true. And then, Underestimating your opponent, it should not be on your list there, folks. And then sometimes, speaking of crazy results in promo competition, sometimes it can take somebody as talented as Moses all, like, months to chase that damn title. Right, and then you lose it via Saboteur! <laughs> 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 nice Jerichoism. <laughs> right, thank you. Okay, so no, in all in all seriousness, um, uh, the, the, I I I was expecting Phoenix to bring everything in the kitchen sink. He brought it with a fancy faucet. I was not prepared for the fancy faucet, but it's okay. It's I the, the 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 what is it the uh, the the fishing lures already been strung out there, the idea for round three is is currently up in the air. I don't know what's going on right now. Like to be to pull the to pull the uh, the the curtain back gorilla position, if you will. I don't know what's going on with my opponent. 
Well, I mean, so, before anybody... Promo Mania is, like, up in the oh. air right now. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to address it, actually. So, uh, before we get to that... Um, we do have some promo bouts to announce. We are right in the middle of exhibition season. And it seems Cypher and Daniel Crimmins stoked a fire at the pre-launch show last week. Because next week... <laughs> Daniel Crimmins is going one-on-one with the new promo champion, the Phoenix, in a non-title exhibition. Very nice. Mm. And on, oh man, on, on squad, February 11th. Everyone wants a piece of the new champ, don't they? Yeah, I wasn't sure if <laughs> Crimmins was like calling you out for a title shot or wait a minute. But uh, I can't wait for this one. February 11th, in two weeks, Cypher has a huge opponent because, ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct pleasure to announce the return after a year from hell of Robert Davis. Oh, Lord, everybody, lock your doors and make sure your numbers are right. This Catman's back. I can't wait to see Crazy Eyes do his thing, man. I've been waiting months and months and months and months and months to see Robert in competition again. And days. And days, too. And minutes, even. There you go. And, as you saw at the Rumble last week, we'll be celebrating our sixth anniversary on March 25th, where I have my own promo exhibition, also with Daniel Crimmins. Oh, yeah. Come play with the captain. <laughs> Daniel Crimmins. This is, this is the most I've ever seen him work the promo circuit. But um, yeah. I tell Daniel Crimmins all the time, uh, the thing about him is he's willing to work, but his his personality, I think, is, it can be very underwhelming. And um, I want to see some passion out of this kid. I want to see him, you know, rip somebody's head off. You know what I mean? Yes. I, I know his promo against Cypher. He accused Cypher of being too nice. <laughs> and um, I thought it was a shocking revelation coming from the nicest guy in the, you know, in the world. I mean, <laughs> so, right? Going back to the maxis, when Dino wants to shoot, he can shoot. Yeah. Well, then shoot, motherfucker. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, if you know you can, let's go. Okay, we are 63 days away from Promo Mania 6, the biggest max wrestling show of the year. But before that, the 2021 Iron Bank Challenge is two days before Promo Mania, where the field currently consists of Travis, even though he's on leave, uh, um, Moses, Cypher, and Chris Durham all going for the Iron Bank contract. And the big swerve this year is that the winner can cash in on either the Knowledge or the Promo Champion anytime until April 2022. And now that I'm not champion, I love that stipulation. <laughs> <laughs> and make us sound like I'm screwed either way, right? Be, yeah, being that he has both belts, Maybe. Phoenix isn't a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see somebody do like a legit cash in. Like, some kind of way, I want to see somebody hack their way into a Max Wrestling call. Travis. And just be like, just be like, yo, <laughs> yo, Phoenix, I know you didn't know I was going to be on the call today. The belt's on the line right now. Here we go. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, congrats. Well, he'd have to cut a promo on the spot then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that should be the point, right? That would be amazing to just force somebody to just pull out whatever talent they got in the shock of the moment, you know? Um, as we said, congratulations, Phoenix, on becoming promo champion. And as I am still world champion, that means the cinematic showdown between the shape and the Phoenix is now title for title. Somebody, cinematic showdown. Somebody's walking away with both championships. That's if 
either one of us walks away at all. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> this is Phoenix has the possibility to be Phoenix four belts. How many yes. belts does this fucking guy need? Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> the Mac Fashion Belt there. Collector. <laughs> um, okay, now as Moses said, we do have other plans for the show, but they may have to change. As we said, Mike isn't here this week. He's got some things to deal with, and unfortunately, he may not be able to. Uh, he may not be available for Promomania. So, I mean. Not exactly sure where that leaves us for you, Moses, and Phoenix for the knowledge title. We may even have to find new opponents for you because, of course, Promomania is in 63 days. So we don't we don't want to leave the champions with short notice to prepare for a match at the biggest show of the year, I mean. I have an idea, Des. Okay. Um, you know, Moses, he... Uh, he kicked my ass in a promo, and my life hasn't been the same since. Uh, my, my kids won't speak to me. Uh, the dogs won't let me walk them anymore. And, you know, it's really been a tough road for me, man. And listen, my plan at Promo Mania was to uh, was to take the demoness's head, but you know, apparently she's. And I'm as shocked as anybody else, but apparently she's. She's too afraid to accept the challenge of the kingpin. Um, Now, for what it's worth, in the video that I made calling her out, I did specifically uh, and certainly did not shy away from the fact that I think she's a coward. And unfortunately... um, What makes you think she's afraid? Well, she hasn't responded. Yeah. I know know she... Listen, everybody everybody in the world saw that video. All right? I have people calling me from everywhere. And she's the one person who hasn't said anything about it. So the Saudi prince loved it too. How many times has this kind of thing happened in like WWE where somebody gets called out and they don't just don't say a word? I mean, look at Ric Flair and Randy Savage back at WrestleMania Eight. I've I've not really known the demoness to be the type to hold her tongue. So I'm. She's just not ready to do anything yet. She might. She'll probably. I, I don't know what's going on in her head, but this is all just like my speculation of things. Demons stick together. I sound like a defense lawyer over here. This is kidding. No, 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 no. Yeah. He's an attorney. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, a lawyer. I'm, I'm an advocate. A lawyer. Yeah, lawyer. <laughs> I'm an advocate. Lawyer. <laughs> Ladies and well, gentlemen, I'm up to j- this j- now. J- jury. <laughs> Moses Marquez, I, I don't know about your opponent. And at this point, I don't know about my opponent, but you know, if, if Nicola continues to be in hiding and refuses to step up and face me, if she keeps hiding like the coward that she is, and if for some reason your opponent uh, doesn't materialize, then maybe me and you go again. But um, we'll see. You know, Demoness, if you're listening to this, you know, step up, say something. You know what I mean? Let's. Let's not keep when acting it, scared. You're the demon, after all, not me. When, I'm a kid. Yeah, I was going to say, when have you ever known the demoness to be scared of anything? Right now. Right now, Phoenix. <laughs> I was just right now. The right demoness now. is currently dormant and has been since promo series. Um, but as far as the knowledge title goes, one solution could be uh, whoever wins Iron Bank gets the briefcase and then the other three go for like a number one contendership. I don't know, because it's going to be like two days before Mania. Is that enough time for you to prepare? (laughs) (laughs) 
No, that's the point of the iron bank. <laughs> no time to prepare. If I win that thing, I'm coming at you with a slew of New Japan questions. I hope you're not ready. <laughs> when am I ever ready for New Japan questions? Fucking triple A then. Here we go. Oh boy. Don't now we're getting either. serious. <laughs> uh, okay. Trust me, I'll probably get like four right. Uh, well, we will hopefully resolve the issues of Promomania very soon because, I mean, last week we almost had a full card. <laughs> Uh, however, yeah, that's what we thought. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share, and whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every single week. And since I'm the only person on next week's episode who follows Impact closely, we're continuing from last week. This is Impact in 60 seconds. mistake yourself and the funny thing is I don't even think you realized it I can promise you the shape will return to face you burn Hey everybody, it's the interview queen Alicia Atute here and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Hey, this is Tommy Dreamer. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast, giving you all your wrestling information to the extreme. Impact in three, two, one. Havoc defeated Tasha Steeles as Fire and Flavor continue to pay for winning the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. Madman Fulton came up short against Josh Alexander despite looking strong throughout the match. Following last week's attack at the hands of Eddie Edwards, Brian Myers pretty much says he won't be cleared to challenge Edwards for no surrender and is then attacked by the newly re-unhinged Eddie Edwards. 
As Hernandez made the save, Myers announced this is his replacement. Matt Cardona then came to even the odds, much to the disdain of his former tag team partner, and I don't know who the fuck the babyface is in this rivalry. After Larry D defeats Crazy Steve, the two XXXL super heavyweights hightail away from Rosemary. And hardly surprising, Jordan Grace picked up a win over Susan, only for Deanna and Kimber to attack Grace and Jazz, who were saved by the return of ODB. Bam! As the feud continues, Rohit Raju got a non-title victory over TJP, with an assist from another return, Mahabali Shearer. And in the main event, no surrender opponents, Tommy Dreamer and Rich Swan fell short to Moose and Chris Bay. All signs point to Chris Bay being the one to eventually dethrone Swan. Um, so very quickly before we move on then, I've been saying ever since I got back into Impact in, I believe it was June for Slammiversary, Chris Bay immediately got my attention. He, he's been really, really pushed this year. So, well, this past year. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a world title is on Chris Bay's horizon. I've seen one Chris Bay match because he, uh, his name started popping up everywhere. And so I just, I YouTubed his name and he had a match with Shane Strickland and some, um, you know, indie promotion or whatever. And I watched it and I was like, holy crap, they both um, are amazing. Uh, him and Swerve, it was a great, great match. Very well paced, and, and we're talking. This was a few years ago. I mean, this this dude was good back then. I can only imagine now. Yeah, he's uh, he's taken the X division by storm, or the finesse division. All right, it's time for the longest part of the show as we enter the Wednesday night war zone. So, Chaos kicks off Dynamite, or Beach Bash. Yeah, Beach, Beach Bash. Bash. Uh, with a tag team battle royal. And the Young Bucks kick things off very chaotically by just flying off the stage at everybody. As they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, great thing, not only did MJF and Jericho eliminate the Young Bucks, but they won the match and earned a shot at the Young Bucks at Revolution. Yeah, but... They, they fucked over their whole inner squad members yes. or inner circle members. So it's like, oh, and, uh, I don't know. This whole thing. Got I was about to say Sammy Guevara was not happy that he was eliminated by Jericho. Oh, God. No. <laughs> I mean, uh, I couldn't really tell where it was going when Jericho and MJF started becoming buddies. Uh, now it seems like I knew exactly where it was going. Now it's. I knew right off the bat. I said, "Dude, Sammy's going to be replaced. Either he's going to be the new Sammy, or this is going to be the start of the the breakup of the inner circle." Yeah, because Jericho. And that's where it looks like it's headed. Well, very much siding with MJF on everything. That's what it looks like. But I mean, we've got. I mean, I know this is jumping ahead a little bit, but when they had the whole little thing in the back, you know, Jericho went chasing after Sammy, while MJF decided I want to play uh, uh, manipulator. And started talking to these guys, so you know, who knows? I'm gonna make a musical reference now, people. It's it's kind of like the plot for The Greatest Showman. Jericho's got this great group around him. He finds something that he likes, this one pop singer, and then he almost ruins everything. Yep. <laughs> was there, there a feeling from you guys? Um, for me, it was like MJF was really good 
as just like a singles guy being a heel and just kind of talking smack to everybody. And um, in this role where he's kind of like trying to infiltrate the inner circle, I every time I see him, he's shaking heads and kissing babies. <laughs> it's not like my favorite version of him. How do you guys prefer to see him? I, I, I prefer the more of the douche move, but he reminds me a lot of Cody during the whole uh, Bullet Club Civil War thing. Mm. I think Jericho is just having a midlife crisis right now. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That, that, that's true. Yeah, yeah, both literally and kayfabe. So did anybody else pop for Sammy Hager on the screen? No, just me? Yeah, kind of. Because I was like, oh, hey, say they make the jerk full circle. <laughs> um, so do you see MJF and Jericho actually winning the tag team titles from the Young Bucks? I think so. I don't. I don't see why they would push him and build him this much just for them to turn around and lose. I mean, um, the, let's be honest here for a minute. The Bucks are way better off when they're chasing the titles than when they're champions. Yeah. I mean, it. it and I hate to say that because I really do enjoy watching the Young Bucks, but I enjoy their chase more than I enjoy them just, you know, helping put over talent because they could do that without titles. So, uh, like MJF and Jericho as champs. Yeah, we do. We do see that a lot. The thrillers and the chase. There's also there's also hey, Kevin, a, there's like about Kevin Owens now. Isn't it? Yeah. One of the young books, at least one of them, always seems to be hurt, and it's not always the same one, obviously. But it <laughs> it kind of feels like I don't know if it's their style. I don't know if it's storyline or, or if it's real, but it just seems like they're always fighting injuries, you know? Now, most of it's real injuries. It's just these guys push the shit out of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and all them super kicks, they're going to hyperextend their leg at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Explains why Shawn Michaels had so many knee injuries. Yeah, and, and Taker, you know, dropping on his knees all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a wonder Stone Cold never had surgery on his ass. <laughs> that we know of. Um, following a random video package of Jade What's-Her-Name working out, we had so another segment with Sting and Darby Allin interrupted again by Team Taz. Lame. Is it? The only good thing about this entire segment is my man Brian Cage just standing there looking like a brick shit ass. <laughs> That's all I cared about. Uh, I'm I'm glad I'm not the only one who's kind of getting sick of Taz. Constant interruptions. No, I mean, look, I don't mind. I don't mind Taz. Okay, like as a mouthpiece, he's good. It's great. It's fine. It's whatever. But it's like, dude, you say the same shit like a lot, yeah. like a lot, and it's it's getting fucking old. And then like you guys are going after Sting, and I'm not sure if you still have it. I'm like that's. That's what you're going to bring to this fucking... I don't know if you still have it. Like The, the thing is, it is, there's like four or five of them, and they're afraid of a guy half their size and a senior citizen with a baseball bat. He's collecting yeah. SSI checks. Okay? This motherfucker's on social security. He's, that bat is not just for weapons, okay? He also uses it as a cane. Yeah, out it, loud. It's, worse than, it's worse than what you guys are describing. It's it's worse than the fear. It's the part where 
Sting's music hits, and then these guys literally run yeah. out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> His music's not even intimidating. Yes. <laughs> the little bubbles come dropping down, and then they, oh. they run. And it's like, okay, but it, they have Brian Cage. <laughs> and on. Will Hobbs. Well, Will Hobbs. I like to call him Will Hobbs, but Will Hobbs. Like, you got two gigantic so running dudes. before he's even on stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're in the ring, Sting's music hits, and then the camera cuts to his entrance, and they're on the other side of the arena. <laughs> but Darby Allen is always like 85 feet away, just looking depressed. <laughs> the whole scene. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> yes. My dad doesn't understand me. He thought this was just a phase. I burnt my only car in that one video. <laughs> <laughs> and then he skates away. Uh, uh, but yeah, they've they've got the manpower to just mollywop these two, and they keep running away. And then next thing, Taz is yelling into a microphone again. Mm-hmm. Well, we never get taken seriously. We never get a chance. Stop running away, then. Yeah, Stop I was just gonna away. say, I was like, well, was the last time you guys had like a real fight? <laughs> When's the last time Cage defended the uh, FTW title? Uh, that kills me because I was all for that. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I had another title. Yeah. He had one defense. <laughs> like, dude. Man. Wasn't, um, can, maybe uh, Phoenix can help me out with this because I know he's the knowledge champ. Wasn't Brian Cage the one in Impact? I think, um, I think Ray Phoenix, like, dove through the rope and Brian Cage caught him. <laughs> And duplexed them on the outside. Sound <laughs> accurate. Sounds very. I'm not too knowledgeable on impact, so. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Lie down. <laughs> um, it it sounds familiar because like they were in impact around the same time. Yeah, he dove through the ropes. Yeah, that, no, you're right. Caught him. He caught him in a suplex. Yeah, caught him in a suplex position. I think he like slammed him on the stage. Sound, that sounds about right. It was right. just crazy. It was a crazy transition because his feet never touched the ground. It was just like obviously just you know brute strength. But um, yeah, hopefully some more stuff can happen with this because obviously I get really engaged in like the writing and for things to make sense. And I know we all, I think everybody had this feeling of like WWE is like this bizarre place and nothing here makes any sense. And now we got some of our favorite people running the business over in AEW, except for a lot of things still don't make sense. Like if you if you guys were booking AEW, how would you book this angle differently? I think Brian Cage would be better on his own. Yeah. I, I did kind of like the idea of Taz being in his corner originally, but then they brought in Ricky Stark, so I can't stand um, and then you know what? Here, I'll I'll book this whole thing right now in like sixty seconds. All right, check this out. So, so fucking Ricky. So Ricky Starks is having a match against some fucking jabroni, right? In comes Darby Allen, beats his ass with a skateboard. Taz comes on next week, bitches and complains. Oh, Darby's hurt. He can't. Da, 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 da. We're gonna take you to the streets. Blah blah blah. Whatever the fuck. The next week, Sting gets jumped. So every because you have two gigantic fucking dudes. Okay. Two gigantic dudes, senior citizen. Come on now. This is, you know, call it pre bad if you have to. They jump him, take him out. 
So then now it's a three-on-one constant battle of Taz, these two fucking gigantic dudes, and Darby. And now you make Darby the, oh, my God, we have to, you know, is Darby going to die? He evades and he evades and he evades. That way you make the heels actually look like heels. And then the day of the pay-per-view, look who returns. It's Sting with a bat, and they can have a kind of sort of a match and fuck right off right after that. There you go. I just booked it for you. I'll take a check. Also, uh, PayPal also works. We, we never saw Taz's son before until Cody mentioned him training with him. Yeah, that one <laughs> time. And then it's like, okay, kid, now you're on TV all the time. What? It's like Taz suddenly remembered that his son was training with Cody. He's like, okay, now he's going to be with me. All right, you're going to come with me every day. <laughs> Get his ass in the ring, too. Come on now. Fucking look at Dominic Mysterio. You know what? I, I think maybe they're afraid that people are going to draw comparisons to Dominic. You know what? Who gives a shit? Get these fucking young kids in there, goddammit. Learn some fucking crap. Yeah. Come Do on now. Did we ever figure out how tall Rey Mysterio's wife is? Because I'm super confused about his son's height. <laughs> She's 5'7". Okay, well, She's 5'7", is... he is 5'4". Is he really? Dominic is, Dominic is 8'6". I believe he's six. like, no, I think he's like listed at like 5'6", but I think legitimately he's like 5'4", 5'5". Yeah, we gotta get this one figured out. Um... I, I can guarantee you this. My son could not carry me on his shoulders. Okay? <laughs> I'm, oh, yeah, we know this. <laughs> It'd be a bad idea. <laughs> no, the only person he serves is King Mo. Hey, That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, we finally saw Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, Britt Baker went to win really after Rosa goes headfirst into the exposed turnbuckle. Oh, dude, her selling made me fear for her life. Yes. I was waiting to see some blood. Oh. I was like, oh, she's dead. Why does nobody do anything? She's fucking dead. <laughs> she's dead. Like they immediately had a trainer at ringside. Oh, he's all just slowly getting in there. I'm like, motherfucker, hurry up. She's dead. <laughs> the match is over. Go check her. And then she just pops up, and I'm like, you fucking bitch. I mean, to be honest, Britt was kind of all over her for the whole match. Hey, she really was, though. I mean, like I said, it was very good. And that's something I've been noticing, too, that how AEW's uh, women's division has been getting better. And look who's at the head of it all. It's fucking Britt Baker. Yep, I've been saying almost all year that she's next in line for the women's title. Dude, she's been next in line for that women's title for months. Yeah. Barring all these injuries. Well, I mean, she probably would have been first in line if it wasn't for that injury. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I can't stand that little belt. It's so oh, tiny. It's it's no, it's the worst. It's, the it's worst. a bracelet. No, we're, we're all on the same boat. It's a bracelet <laughs> that happens to fit around most of their waists. Yes. I mean, it looked like it was made distinctly for Riho, and that's it. <laughs> and then they give it to Nyla Rose. He's like, what the fuck? Is that a and ring? I'm like, no. Yeah, when they gave it to Nyla Rose, it reminded me of WCPW when they first got their world title, and they like... They got it from the real belt makers, and they thought it was for a bunch of nerds. Nine. So they gave him like a fucking small ass belt. Nyla Rose could use it as a choker. <laughs> yeah, she could. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh now, my goodness, yeah, that belt is disrespectful. What were they thinking, man? Um, I can't imagine how much Moses enjoyed this next match. It was 
Hangman. This next mess, this whole thing. No, no, no. Fuck off. This this thing's <laughs> fucking killed me. So, goddamn Hangman Page, who's already, like, on my shit list, because he's just, like, he told the Dark Order no. I don't know why you do that, you fucking loser. Maybe they don't drink. So, then he... So, they made... Oh, they made you drink? Get the fuck out of here. So, goddamn Matt Hardy... Apparently, uh, you know, because he's got 19 kids, he's trying to keep up with goddamn Phil Rivers around here. He he decides, you know what, fucking, I like men, so he invites Hangman to like in dress in his locker room. And so here comes this fucking geek Marvez comes in. It's like, oh, so you guys are gonna keep tagging together? I just you just asked me to dress in your locker room. I'm like, and you're a fucking grown man. You agree to that, you loser? Then they have this fucking match, and Matt Hardy sucks, and he's barely doing anything because he fucking sucks. And then hang comes Hangman, and he's awesome. And then, of course, it's a fucking blind tag, and he fucking, and Matt Hardy steals a goddamn win, and I'm screaming at everything in my goddamn house because you're a fucking moron, Matt Hardy. And, of course, because the, the idea of all this is to make me hate everybody that's related to Matt Hardy or around Matt Hardy, and now I hate Hangman Page because he raised his fucking hand. What a nerd. It uh, it also didn't oh, help. Shit it also me. didn't help that they were against Luther and Serpentico. Who, I mean, oh, not to be rude or anything, but nobody ever wants to see Luther on TV. No, no, Literally, I don't give a shit about the guy. Every time he comes on TV, all I see is comments of "Why the fuck is this guy on TV?" And that's the commentary team. <laughs> They're like, "Why is he out here?" And then yo, okay, look, I love, I love. The, the interaction and, and all these groups, bro. Okay, I do. Can we leave fucking JR alone? He's old. Okay? He's fucking been through like four decades of wrestling. He's gonna fuck shit up. If you don't like it, turn off the commentary. Fucking hell. Stop bitching about JR. And he's still more enjoyable than WWE commentary. Thank you. Jesus Christ. If you gave me JR and Excalibur on their own, I would take them over any WWE team you can give me. And that includes bringing back Morrow. And that's a shoot. Like, fucking seriously. And then... WWE's commentary really went downhill when JR and King stopped being, you know, like the themselves? team. Absolutely. And yeah. Jerry Lawler now just shows how much JR was carrying him all those years. Oh yeah, jeez! I can't stand listening Dude, to King. This... He's a fucking snorefest, that guy. Oh look, I'm still cutting jokes from 20 years ago. Oh, yeah, his jokes were old then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they were terrible. <laughs> they were terrible then. They're terrible now. Um. Okay, wedding segments. First of oh, all, vomit at the vows. <laughs> Second of all, James Mitchell was the best part because although, <laughs> why would you want James Mitchell as minister when the last wedding he He's officiated all... is beyond me because somebody got shot? Was this... <laughs> Did somebody get shot? Uh, he married Rosemary and this... Bravo, and Bravo got shot. Let's have him for the minister. And this, and this unholy matrimony, I fucking died when he said that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, this thing is so stupid. His... And then fucking Kip Sabian cuts off the bride, and I'm like. Okay, why do you get to marry her? <laughs> You're an asshole. My my absolute favorite moment from this segment was when Miro said, what is love? And the crowd starts singing the song. <laughs> and he's just so baffled at first. But I started singing too. I was like, oh, baby, don't hurt me. It was so loud. And and he was, he just oh, stopped. hey, no, I like this song. They, they were all just perfectly 
in unison and Mio just didn't know what to do so he sang along and said okay enough with this stupid song I swear there was like a group of like 50 dudes that goes to like every indie show and that was the crowd that was extra hot tonight. yes <laughs> let them in every fucking show oh beautiful I love that kind of crowd interaction oh yeah it was fantastic when they actually make the wrestlers stop and go off script is brilliant just inside would think, oh, hey. Anytime a wrestler goes off script is brilliant. Yes, especially CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Fight me, fatso. <laughs> <laughs> now, be a man or say I'll be a bitch and shut your mouth. Oh, I love that segment. Now, naturally, wrestling weddings never go smoothly. Uh, so Chucky T secretly cuffs Miro's legs to the ropes and then attacks Kip. Kip fights back and Orange Cassidy just pops out of the cake. Uh, he's, all, so he's just walking out of there all casually too. <laughs> you fucker. Hey, wasn't it hot in that cake? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was good though. <laughs> um, I think that was the most I've actually cared about this rivalry. Yeah. Um, so more of that, please, and less video game stuff. Yes, thank you. Come on now. If I wanted a bunch. If I wanted to watch a bunch of nerds, I'd watch fucking Scorpio Sky and the other nerd from fucking uh, whatever YouTube show I used to watch when I was fifteen. Are <laughs> oh, we supposed to be getting an AEW game soon? Yes. Well, I think it's in the works. To be. Um, it's in the works with th- with Ukes, yeah. who of course works yeah, with THQ. Yeah, making it. Thank God. Um, and we've only seen like really early concept footage, so it's looking good. I don't even know. It's it's all just shit that they put together. That's not even. Yeah. That was that was the CGI practice. trailer. That wasn't even video game footage. Yeah. So they ain't got nothing. They didn't they already come out with that mobile game though? Yeah. General uh, the general manager, manager one, yeah. Which I haven't checked out yet, but I kind of should. Yeah. Right. Might as well get on that. Um, kind of pretty brutal match. Lance Archer defeats Eddie Kingston in the Lumberjack match. Um, Eddie Kingston kind of needs to start picking up some wins now because he's his record is not great. Yeah, he, he can't just be the mean guy brawler and go out there and lose. Uh, he, uh, I need you to win some. He convinced me he was going to win the world title off Mox. Yeah, right? And I was convinced. Nope. But then again, I was convinced Lance Archer was going to beat Cody too, and that didn't happen either. Um, I'm still not sure how I feel about Lance Archer being a face. I don't. I like them either way, so I don't give a shit. Mm. Um, well, for me, the biggest thing, of course, well, for everybody, I think the biggest part about Dynamite was in the main event as Kenny Club. Yeah, well, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> Defeats uh, Mox, Park, and Ray Phoenix, followed by an what attack. A match. From Kenta. What a fucking match! Like God, that was re- it was a great match, great ending. To, well, like pretty good ending to the match, and then yeah, I fucking popped like a goddamn Mark. Fucking oh my god, goddamn Kenta, are they really doing this? Are they really doing this? So I, I got to listen to the Uncle Dave later this morning. Let's see what Uncle Dave says. Yeah, I, I, I'm... and you waste no time teasing the GTS either. <laughs> well, I mean, nope. you know, it's his move technically. But uh, Tamatonga jumped straight on it, 
and said, you know, go give a slap to Festus and Mini Festus. And uh, it's kind of making me now think that maybe Tamatonga's been playing us all along. I'm pretty sure he's been playing us all along. I really hope so because, I mean, we get the whole freaking Bullet Club in Impact and Dynamite. Shit's going to fly off the fan. It's going to be like how it was with the NWO. They're going to be all over the place, including Japan. Taking over, literally. I'm all about it. Uh, so that was Dynamite. Uh, over to NXT, of course. The Dusty Rhodes Classic was continuing for the men and the women. Um, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez get the win over Casey and Caden. Much, no, much... why would you beat my team? Well, Travis's team too, much to his dismay. Um, what? But once again, it's Raquel. That gets the win. Looking strong. Yeah, she's a beast. Looking really strong. Uh, I mean, granted, like, I think it was like three, four months ago, I was crapping all over calling her Giant Gonzalez's daughter, saying she can't move, she can't do shit. She's gotten better. Yeah. So, hey, at least she shut me up. Is it is Aaliyah getting any more time? Well, she was on the show, Aaliyah, but she wasn't Aaliyah in a match. needs to get a whole new fucking trainer, is what she fucking needs. Didn't she needs to go to Japan for like six building. months. Yeah, I mean, she's been in that system for six years. years. Yeah, I mean, come on now. She needs big money, Matt. Six fucking years she's been in that system. Send her to L.A. <laughs> Just go have her fucking train with Shibata for six months. I guarantee you she'll come back much improved. Much improved. Or, well, I mean, shame it's not uh, AEW because, I mean, look at when Britt Baker turned heel and everybody was crapping all over her and look at her now. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Austin Theory defeats Leon Ruff pretty decisively and then continues the assault. I still have no interest in seeing Theory, but somebody who does is Dexter Lumis. And I still, he, he likes creepy guys. I still love the fact that we've got a fictional creepy guy stalking a legit creepy guy. <laughs> I'll show you how to be a creep, pal. <laughs> And at least Fury's legal. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Um, Finn Balor confronts Pete Dunne as their match for TakeOver St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Shut up, that's what I'm calling it. Is, well, you next in line. is official. That's right, got that Balor, good, dude. Pete Dunne. TakeOver. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Um, however... They are interrupted by Edge, who was announced to be coming to the show. Oh, this fuck. We, we all know it's just a tease. Oh, yeah, but I mean, I still, like, I was, like, curious as shit. My wife's like, why are you yelling at the TV? I was like, what the fuck is this geek doing here? Like, he just won the Royal Rumble, and I'm like, are you really going to cash in on, like, Finn? Like, why in the fuck would you cash in on Finn? Like, you don't make any sense, bro. Bucket list, bro. Well, if it was Raw, Finn, I could understand, but, I mean, NXT, Finn is a whole different ballgame. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love how he's like, you know, yeah, Pete Dunne, you remind me of me. Yeah, I would have shrugged my shoulders 10 years ago, too, kid. <laughs> like, eh, shut the fuck up, you're old. <laughs> was, it, was it you that said as well, like, Edge pointed at the NXT title and said, I've never had that. And I was like, well, it wasn't a thing when you retired. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, it was me. I was like, dude, fucking NXT wasn't even relevant, bro. They were still FCW. Like, fucking hell. But then I do. I did kind of like Edge, just leaning back and just watching the tension between Finn and Pete. 
yeah, that's cool. You can hang out and be a spectator, bro. Yeah, well, that wasn't the end of Edge's night as he was confronted by Karrion Cross in the parking lot. Yeah, Karrion Cross confuses the shit out of me. One minute he's like, oh, I'm going to fucking stock the cruiserweight champion Why? for whatever fucking reason. And then he's like, well, you have a big lord, you have a very big decision on your hands. And I'm like, so you're, are you threatening Edge now? Is it going to be like uh, you and Scarlett versus him and him and Beth? Because I don't want to see that. No, thank you. I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Scarlett wrestle just to show people that she can. Yeah, that, I mean, for that reason, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of prefer silent but deadly carrying cross. Like mm-hmm. he was talking way too much this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. Like, I mean, if you want to talk in your cool video, that's fine. I don't mind that. But like, I don't need you like telling like the cruiserweight champion, you know, giving you more time. Like, why? Why are you facing the cruiserweight champion? That confused the shit. He's out the of me. fucking cruiserweight. You look like you eat cruiserweights, bud. <laughs> Scar- Scarlet just shows up in the cruiserweight title match, watching. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why? Why does she, she like care? She wants to know how he got his tan. Yeah, pretty true. Well, I mean, go out in the sun from time to time, maybe. <laughs> nah. We'll get down like that. Um, also, Kurt Stallion reminds me of a 90s action movie's villain, Weasel. Yeah, right. He kind of does. <laughs> hey, but pretty good match, though. I'll yeah. give him that. He He's the type of guy Vinnie Jones would trap in a car window and then start driving down the road. <laughs> Vinnie Jones. <laughs> Uh, what else happened? Legado del Fantasma defeat Lucha House Party. And they mm-hmm. advance. Let me just check the table so they'll be facing... The Mexicans versus the Mexicans. Yes. Nice. Oh, yeah, of course. It yeah, came out after the be... match MSK. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good one. MSK versus Legado, which makes me feel like MSK is going to win that one. Yeah, they've been pushed really they quickly. I think so. And so that would pretty much mean that the main we're going to probably get is going to be MSK and Thatcher and Ciampa. Yeah, on the other side, we got Thatcher and Ciampa versus Grizzly Young Veterans. Yeah, that was actually a really good tag match, too. Yeah. I fucking just love the team of Thatcher and Ciampa, though. Like, that's just, like, the ultimate team. They're, they're getting along even better than I thought they would when they announced that they were going to team up. Just the mean, just being mean guys teaming together is the best. Yeah, and of course, Champa with that badass Ropong DDT almost killing Strong. Oh, he <laughs> like face planted this fucking guy. Oh man! You know, from my memory, Roddy doesn't have the strongest neck. You may want to be a little more careful. I was gonna, say, I was like, no, bud, he's he's not that kind of guy. <laughs> Uh, and, of course, the only other thing we haven't mentioned, uh, well, apart from the backstage brawl between Gargano and Kushida, um, mm-hmm. is Tony Storm very quickly being interrupted against Jesse Camilla by Mercedes Martinez, followed by Io Shirai. I cannot wait for this triple threat match, and more so, I can't wait for Tony Storm to be NXT Women's Champion. Yes. I'm thinking exactly how this is going to go, because I feel like Io has done it all. And just like Rhea, she's probably on her way up. Yeah. Um. So I don't know what's going on with Rhea. Obviously, Charlotte's still feuding with 
Lacey Evans, I'm guessing that they're going to maybe end that feud at Fastlane and then hopefully Rhea will just challenge Charlotte to a rematch at Mania just for the hell of it. That's what I'm thinking too. You know, there's one random old match I would love to put together. NXT and a and uh, um, the main would be uh, EO versus Asuka. Oh, yeah. I think that would be absolutely killer. Yeah. Um, EO is absolutely killing it and has been, but there's been so many takeovers now where I thought she's going to lose a title. And yeah, right. <laughs> I've thought it at least so many times with Candace. I'm like, okay, maybe Candace gets a cool run here. No, fuck Candace. Okay, well, all right. Thought Dakota would beat her. No, fuck Dakota. All right, then. Uh, to- maybe Raquel? No. Tony, Tony Storm's in prime position right now. Tony. Tony. Oh, oh, yeah. Also, I fucking don't understand Nikki Cross's music. Yeah, no. What in the shit? Like, that was the, as generic as can fucking be, bud. That would be bad even for a 2010s diva. Yeah. <laughs> it completely yeah, doesn't one fit way Nikki Cross. Be bad, to be bad. <laughs> I mean, you can't get worse than the diva era. Oof. Oh, the memories. Uh, no, no, the horrific memories. You got to get it right. Oh, horrific, yes. Um, well, well, now that he's on the call, Phoenix, uh, obviously you missed out the talk of the Royal Rumble. Uh, anything you want to say about the Rumble? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they, they had those, you always get those standoffs, don't you? And then there was uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. They missed a perfectly good spot oh, yeah, to, to have she, uh, you know have Sheamus turn on Cesaro and just eliminate him instead of teasing the bar reunion God damn you. yeah I think I think <sighs> they were trying to get as much impact on Sheamus turning on Drew as they could but it was just meh we knew it was coming but it's way too soon yeah. uh, I, I, was, I was actually hoping it would because I thought they were on the same brand but, um, it was Sheamus and Cesaro and then they uh, um, now Cesaro's on Smackdown but Sheamus randomly popped up on Smackdown last week mm-hmm. just for you never know just for shits and giggles oh, yeah. isn't it like that free bird rule kind of thing you could still do that wait who's tag team champions right now oh yeah uh, Rude uh, and Ziggler Dolphin Rude mm. see Street Profits were tag team champions for so long I haven't been paying attention <laughs> Right. No, I think he. No, I, uh, even, I, even I had to look it up when I saw Dolph walking out with a tag title. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> when did that happen? No love for the Street Profits. Here? I've I've never liked the Street Profits. I mean, I I don't mind. Um, I can't even remember their names now. <laughs> Montez Ford and the other one. Something or other. Dawkins. Uh, Dawkins. I, I don't mind Dawkins, Angela. but I can't stand Montez Ford. He's just well, way awesome. over the top. At the point. He's I'm the, he's the better about in the team. ring. I just think their promos are a, a, a little forced over the top. Oh, the smoke. Yeah, I, that's that's a fair assessment. I will tell you, um, when AEW first came out, I immediately thought to myself, well, if we could just get Private Party taking on Street Profits, that'd be a cool match. You see. All right, crickets, got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, private party. Oh, I hate the street property. Private party, or what street property should profits, be? Uh, um, pro- oh, the fucking uh, private party. Can't stand them. They're the fucking geek squad. Thinks they're Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, but they're still not fully convinced that he's taking all their money. 
Oh, yeah, because, you know, 50 fucking percent, I don't sign contracts because fucking Snoop Dogg. Goddamn I, I, I do love his his logic and, and his maths and everything when he's on Impact. So if you get a match on Impact, that's 50% of that contract, and then 50% of this contract, I get 30%. That leaves you with 10%. Wait, what? <laughs> like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> How bad? Did, like, uh, who was your math teacher? Scott Stein? He's going to have to learn math pretty quickly if he can't keep it in his pants. No. Well, he can't, so... <laughs> He's on number five now. Oh, man, I've lost count. I think it's four. I swear it's five. <laughs> well, it's five if you count Rebby. There you go. She's just permanently two-year-old. Especially on Twitter. Um, all right, so before we go, I'm going to give you guys another chance to see Amir's return last week calling out the Demon S and... Again, if she's listening, we would really appreciate a response sometime soon. Yeah. Because, I mean, we know you're enjoying your hiatus, and it's well-deserved, but, man, I, I'm hyped for this. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Tick-tock. Hello, Kingpin. We are intrigued by you. <laughs> it's very nice to meet you. When you first came out, you were the best the world had ever seen. She was a woman in her own right, and um, you know, it, she was fascinating. And I was blown away by the scale of the destruction. There's uh, really nothing like it. This is actually hell. This is what hell feels like. Then, you made history by becoming the first woman to ever be crowned a world champion. Welcome to episode 265 of Max Wrestling, a week after a very successful Promomania 5. Congratulations, new promo champion, the Demoness. You beat opponent. After opponent. After opponent. Nobody could touch you until Bingmo finally got it done. Fourth time was a charm for one of the Max Wrestling horsemen, Moses Marquez. And what did you do after you lost? Um, but we also pay tribute to the former champion, the Demoness, who reigned dominantly for 230 days and will now be taking a well-earned break. You tucked your tail. You ran away. that this loss was a disappointment is an understatement like my respect for you you disappeared do you want to see a magic trick how i can one minute be here and then the next something totally different let's see what happens i am gonna tear you apart You're not a demon at all. You're just Nicola McDonald. You've proven that you don't deserve to be here. And you never did. 
I told the world you couldn't be beat. You made a liar out of me. You know, Nicola, you always say... Embrace the madness. Embrace the darkness. Everybody dies. Apromomania. I'm the one you're gonna kill yourself to. See you in hell. Well, it is time for us to tap out and bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Castbox. KS Bizoxy for the Max. That'll do for me. And Anchor.fm. And if that wasn't enough, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Yeah. Thank you to Andre Corbiel every single one. week. You can find me at the Captain Five One Two. He may be on hiatus, but you can still find Travis at Walker underscore TA ninety two. And Twitch no longer makes you dick itch, so don't be a wanker and join us on Anchor with Moses Marquez. That's right. You guys know the get down retro rewind doing Raws and Nitros, building towards Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety six, and. Uh, yeah, going to leave it at that. Anybody wants to know about the Bolt Rant stuff, um, it's going to be moved to officially YouTube. So expect some stuff from there. But when I know more, you'll know more. All right. And he may be quiet for a while, but Mike is at SM Show 1 and MCL 92. And of course, The Phoenix um, is also quiet on Twitter, but you can follow him. <laughs> At the Phoenix 626, or you can find me out in public enjoying all the gold, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And this next one should be interesting. The the funny thing is, I actually don't think it's properly all sunk in yet. (laughs) It'd be like that sometimes. Mm. Um, Like I said, this one should be interesting because I had to remind him of his Skype before we started this episode. The Kingpin in Mio Costello. Yeah, man, I don't, uh, I don't get out much these <laughs> days, and I'm, I'm not like Phoenix. I don't got all that drip around my waist. You know what I'm saying? But um, every now and then, I I still pop my head over in RWT. I want to give a shout out to um, Harold Joseph Hunter III, Robert Davis, Moses Marquez, and all the boys and girls holding it down over there. Um, you don't really have to find me when I need to. I'll, I'll find you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> It's very true. That works perfectly. Very true. For the last 12 months, it's just been like, oh my God, I got a message from Amir. Yeah, it's like a rock star. He's been quieter on social media than I have been on Twitter. <laughs> this is true. And join us for me to reclaim the predictions championship because guess what, fellas? It's impact week. Uh, ah, we predict shit. no surrender, but then I'll probably lose it the next day because we're also going to be predicting NXT TakeOver St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Again, shut up. That's what I'm calling it. 
That's what it fucking should have <laughs> been. Not this goddamn vengeance bullshit. Vengeance day. Vengeance day. My predictions and then, huh? Fucking prime opportunity, you Saint Valentine. <laughs> prime opportunity. Oh, we can't use massacre Rockers. because it's not PG. I blame Road Dog. I mean, you know what? When they were looking for a new name, I bet it was Road Dog that came up with that. Yep. Well, we need a new name of day. We used to have Judgment Day, and we needed a name beginning with V. How about Vengeance? Vengeance Day. <laughs> oh, you didn't know. <laughs> That's what they should have called it. Take over. Oh, you didn't know. <laughs> um, and that is the bottom line goodbye Mwah! and good night bang hold them while you can Phoenix cause round three's going to Russia got nothing but time boy <laughs>